So, last time, um, you elected to go uh, help a artificer stroke cleric uh, named Macritus, uh, bring him some supplies. Turns out he was dead, uh, and y'all got stuck in a time loop uh, where every five or so minutes you would explode and die. Um, you solved that, good for you. And in the end, uh, you were able to create a little radius of sunlight, uh, indicating that a much more powerful version of this might be able to reverse the rhyme completely. Um, you also yeeted Franklin uh, out through the sky hole with some letters tied around his leg. That'll come up later. Um, and that is kind of where we left it. So we are going to pick up right from there. Um, the lot of you are gathered around the dog sleds, uh, packing up. Uh, Macritus elected to come with you um, to, to return to the towns to bathe, um, <laughs> mainly. <laughs> and as you are packing up, excuse me, uh, the wind completely stops. For a moment, the tundra is eerily, impossibly silent. Then you see something over the horizon. At first, you wonder if it, is, if it isn't your mind playing tricks on you, but quickly you realize the danger is all too real. An enormous storm extending into the heavens above is bearing down upon you with lightning speed. It will be on you in minutes. What do you do? Oh... Um, I, I think we have angered uh, Oriel. I think it is best if we uh, skedaddle. And uh, as as you were saying this, Macritus is like waddling out of the house with like armfuls of papers. What? But my my wine. <coughs> oh God, flab it! Wine. Oh, we need to go. So, you all pile into the dog sleds and quickly uh, whip off, um, racing away from the cabin. And as you uh, look behind you, you see that the storm does indeed pretty much stop right at the cabin in a very, like, creepy way. Like, it is, it is clearly a, a intelligently controlled phenomena and as you look back you see this cabin just absolutely torn apart by the the winds of this storm and then as quickly as it came it recedes uh leaving only a pile of rubble in its wake did yadira get out she left, it, left. she left before yeah. the end of the last session she's good don't okay. worry okay. <laughs> more importantly the rabbit is also good bun bun <laughs> bun bun Yes. So, um, with that in mind, uh, the lot of you uh, head back to Bryn Shander. And... Oh, no. Calm here. As you are passing through the town of Targos, you see a poster, the same poster, repeatedly, po uh, repeatedly stuck to basically every surface in the town. And I will share this with you, but also read it. Attention, 
We, the undersigned members of the Council of Speakers, do condemn Speaker Duvessa Shane of Bryn Shander for the murder of Speaker Kenneth Akinthai of Goodmead. Furthermore, we refute the authority of the Council of Speakers until such a time as Speaker Shane resigns from her position. Any acts put forth by the Council until such a time as she does so will not be recognized nor followed by the towns represented by the undersigned. Attempts to enforce such acts will be met with swift and forceful retribution. Uh, and that is signed by the speakers of Targos, Bremen, Dugan's Hole, Goodmead, and East Haven. So, uh, from there you return uh, Macritus to Bryn Shander. Copper is very excited to, to see him alive and well, and is even more a little baffled by the, the story uh, his old master then tells, and he also gives you three potions of greater healing as your reward. So I don't know how what how would you like to split that up? Um Well I have I, healing spells, so someone else same. I do not have any healing, so I think one of those would be would be nice. Um I would like one for when I'm Oz. So that makes sense. <laughs> I can take one, but I also already have one. Someone else needs it more. Does Ashley have healing? Yes, I do. Ashley has little A healing. Um, so who who was that? Oh, I... Therkin, Tobernir, Kobe. and Kareem. Kareem, yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Uh, from here, we are going to move towards uh, individual downtimes. So, as I said, uh, there are, uh, so actually I, I, I misspoke when I, uh, messaged that. Three of you are going to have three scenes, uh, that being Tobernir, uh, Therkin, and Furpit. Uh, three of you are going to have two scenes. So, who would like to go first? I can go. Okay. So, Bryn, uh, you return uh, to Bremen. That is what you you expressed interest in. And uh, as you walk up to the door of your home, you hear extremely familiar sounds. Uh, that being your parents yelling at each other. As you walk in, you hear a door slam somewhere else in the house. You find your mother uh, sitting at the kitchen table, her head in her hands. She wipes a tear away as she sees you and quickly moves to pull you into an embrace. She has improved massively over the past few weeks uh, and now looks basically back to her old self. Um, what do you do? Well, I'll go back. I'll really sit there for a bit. But... Are you okay? I'm... sure you saw those... posters your father put his name on. We've always... disagreed. Politics. He didn't appreciate the talk back 
He never does. It been without, well, without things as they normally were. But I suppose that back on my feet, he's back to his old ways. Well, I'll be home for a while. You have me. Enough about me. How are how are you doing? What have you been up to? Is and she kind of peers around. Is your friend? He. We were out um, helping out some people, and um, a lot of stuff happened. But at one point, they opened up a hole in the sky to like a hole in the rhyme briefly um um and uh <laughs> it was only temporary who, who knows when it'll really be gone but while while that hole in the sky was open with letters for my friends back in Neverwinter so he's she said uh your your mother kind of puts a hand on yours that that must have been so hard I know how much you care probably sounds familiar to you. He's gone and you don't know when you'll be coming back. But I know that he is strong and brave and that no matter what the world throws at him he'll land on his feet or wings you know what I mean yeah he is not <laughs> he is a magical bird I'm I know I'm proud of you friend not many people would have the strength to to do that sort of thing for other people. Some people go their entire lives without thinking of others in the way you do. I get it from you. Bryn, I, I want you to tell me honestly, not because it might be what I'd like to hear, but still be here if you didn't have to be. What do you mean, if I didn't have to be? If you weren't physically unable to leave, 
I would. I would come back more. Maybe. After. All of this is. You could come with me, or just or come visit, see the city. When this is all. That was what I was going to ask. Yeah, I would love to meet your friends and just just for a little while. Then I'd come back. Um, and as she says this, there's like a, a kind of a look to her eye and a wavering in her voice that you can tell she isn't sure about that part of it. That she would about come back. Coming. Okay. Who's up next? I'm ready. Alright. Um so uh Tobernir. Hello. So you are um in the uh in the Dale, in the tundra after your your most recent mission, uh when you are approached by uh Revna, the uh the same uh shaman who approached you the last time to inform you uh, mm -hmm. of your, your mother. And she now tells you that your mother needs you home urgently. And uh, over the next few days, she leads you to the southeast, to the edge of the Spine of the World Mountains. And there, uh, against the foot of one of the mountains, um, in a, a thick copse of trees, uh, Though you have never been home, though you have never been to this particular location in the Dale, it feels like home all the same. A smattering of tents lies flush against a cliffside, with the camp continuing into a cave. The clan is smaller than you remember, but still gives you a warm feeling that only your family can. As you approach, members of the clan seem suspicious at first, hands on weapons and faces creased with worry. But then they begin to recognize you, and their faces break into ecstatic smiles. They begin to surge forward, pulling you into handshakes and embraces. One of the children of the clan rushes towards you and wraps herself around your leg, unable to enunciate your name properly and just calling you Bees Bon. Um, what do you do? It's so good to see all of you. It's been far too long. Soon, the crowd parts as one as the only ragged man in the crowd taller than you strides towards you. You carry so much of your mother's features, her strong jaw, her brilliant eyes, her powerful arms, none could mistake you for anything but mother and son. Though your mother uh, is normally a proud and stoic woman, tears well in her eyes as she looks upon you with pride. What do you do? Mom, it's so good to see you. And I, and I embrace her. Yep. And it is, uh, you know, to to uh, confuse animals a bit, a very uh, powerful bear hug. 
Um, <laughs> the both of you uh, exerting forces that would break a lesser man's spine, but you are not lesser men slash women anyway. Mm-hmm. And your uh, your mother uh, says into your ear, "It's good to see you home." It's good to be back. I wish I hadn't left for so long, but alas, I was on a fool's errand. And uh, she kind of gestures to the, the situation around. We have all found ourselves made fools one way or another by these last few years. There is no shame in what you did. Um, and immediately, uh, the, the, a, a, a feast is, is kind of called with, uh, or raging fires, though, though, um, subjected, uh, uh, smaller ones than usual, kind of kept to the cave, um, and lots of reindeer roasts. Um, your clan is wan and weak uh, from their year on the run but their spirits seem very high um, as many kind of you know ask you about your exploits and uh, you know talk about what it means to have their their beast born back and uh, through it all your your mother is by your side (laughs) so you have seen much in in the world, my son, mu- much more than any of us ever has. What has impressed you the most about our world? The sunlight in the south. It feels good uh, on the skin year-round. The winters are not nearly as harsh. And uh, she lets out a, a loud chortling laugh and, and claps you on the shoulder. Do not tell me you are getting soft, accustomed to the southern <laughs> of comforts. <course> not. <laughs> <laughs> the South is was made for uh, less sturdy men and women, for certain. Mm. No, it would take more than a few uh, months of luxury to soften my boy. <laughs> Truly. And then she, uh, she kind of grows a bit quiet. I... I have heard you... have met Esau since you have been home. Yes. I was in one of the ten towns, Goodmead, and Esau showed himself in force with all the forsaken members of our tribe. Mm. <sighs> he desires to kill all the beasts born in the Dale and save me for less. So I have heard. <laughs> it is not the most Something... important. It is not the most important point, but. Mm-hmm. Only you, my son, could ingratiate yourself with those townsfolk. <laughs> 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 they, 
they who have spat on thousands of ragged men, yet... And yet you ingratiate yourself with them. I don't know why I did necessarily, even when so many of our tribe have been slain by their guards and their warriors. But I... Their ways are strange, but they are not evil at heart. They seek to make an existence in the Dale just as we do, just with different means, I guess. You have a kind heart, my son. It is your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. But it is what I am most proud of about you. Thank you, Father. I would like to say I called you back on happier terms, but I kept you away for so long for a reason. He saw us our tribesmen are hunting us. This is the fifth camp we have erected in so many months. Each one a greater risk of discovery. But our greatest elder, my father, your grandfather, Norseldon, he will take his last breath soon. And his last wishes were to speak to you. I will gladly do so and grant him his last wish. And she she gestures to the food. Eat your fill first, my son. Thank you. His words may be taxing. He has spoke often of visions. I believe he wishes to share them with you. Steal yourself. I I shall do so. Okay. Who's up next? I can go. Alrighty. Radical. Spicy, spicy, spicy time. Spicy, spicy. Oh yeah, I see, I see, I see the Dale snowing. Yeah, it's great, right? I also realized I just had my volume at 20, which definitely did not help matters. Oh, like it was too low. Yeah, my volume was, was very, very low. The snow is cool. I love the snow. So, Ferkin, you yes. are... Your end destination is the summit of Kelvin's Cairn. Uh, but you found it prudent to first uh, head up to Karakonic and uh, to to patronize Frozen Far Expeditions. Um, seeing as you will be climbing this assumedly alone. Uh, even the normally care- normally calm Karakonig seems on edge in this political climate. Trovis is at the edge of town, l- running drills with loud, barking commands. 
it seems that your destruction of his Chardolin pendant stuck. And he seems more alert and uh, energetic than ever. Nearby, Kalra speaks to a guard, his arm badly wounded and splintered. From the scraps of conversation you can pick up, you gather there was some sort of prison escape a few nights before. As you enter, the shelves of Frozen Far are uncharacteristically bare. Jartha is working on the books behind the desk and quickly barks for Atinas, who scampers down in a rush. Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in, well, since, you know, you rescued our Trovis from, you remember. Hey, um, so, I, I can't really stay here too long, uh, but I need supplies for, I'm planning a trip up Kelvin's Cairn. Oops. Uh, I... alone? Yes, I, I have to go alone. Uh, can I ask why? That's, that's really dangerous there, Ken. Can we, can we go talk about this where Yeah, can't yeah, hear us? Yeah. Jartha, we're going fishing. Ah, okay. And uh, we we cut to the two of you on the edge of Lac Dinashir, with uh, Atinas having kind of lazily cast a, a line into the the frigid waters. So, what's up? Oh, it's it's a very long story, but I am. Eating my mother up there. I. She flew away when I was an infant. I don't even remember her, but. Wait, are, is your mother a dragon? Yes. Oh! Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I. I I've never, well, other than Trovis, I, I, I haven't known that many dragonborn, and I, I, I didn't really know how it worked. <laughs> I, I, oh. how did, wait, so your dad was like a, was like a human, right? Yeah, he was. How did that? Uh, that's, that's. Not yeah, not not, not not important. I'm <laughs> um, just the the geometry of it. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, so he's a very large man, <laughs> or a very small part of the dragon. Anyway. <laughs> oh God. Um. <laughs> So, um, okay, do, do you have to, so you have to meet your mom at the top of a mountain, weird place to do it, and 
I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm happy to help you. I can stop you up on climbing supplies. It's the least I could do, but... Are you sure you don't want... I could come with you. I've climbed Kelvin's Cairn before. Not by myself, but I've, I've done it. I have been requested to come alone. I mean, I could, like, hide behind a rock or something? Or do dragons have x-ray vision? I don't know that much about dragons, if I'm going to be honest. What an x-ray? <laughs> Can dragons see through Probably. rocks? Are you fucking happy, Cole? <laughs> an x-ray is a magical ray that lets you see that through rocks. lets you see through things. <laughs> Obviously. The X stands for extra vision. <laughs> okay. Um, serious. Uh, yes. Heart is a a little egg and promise you don't freak out or tell anyone else. I, I can promise the latter. I'm unable to promise the former, but I'll keep my freak out contained at the very least. So, the person who requested me to attend alone is Frost Maiden. <laughs> Cut to two minutes later, after uh, Atinas has let out a about two <laughs> minute long freakout. Okay. Sorry, I told you I couldn't promise it that, and, and, uh, yeah, okay, wow. Yeah, I... Are you okay? Like, that's a lot. No, I'm, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I, I, can, I, are you, can, uh, do, is it assumed that you also told him, like, the kind of, that your mom is working with, Aureal, assumedly? Yeah, that's, that's where I was getting to. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, so, I, she, a couple nights ago, she appeared to me and told me that my mother is allied with her, and I... I was told and my father that my mother had left to find this to find this spring that could allow her to change her body into that of a dragonborn so people wouldn't try and hurt her because and everyone is super kind to dragons. Um, mm-hmm. And she's been instead been up to here working with a frost maiden. She abandoned me. 
you abandoned me with a monster. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's okay. I... Like, I, I, I get it. The... Family I was with before I was with Jartha were not good. It's a bad position to be in. And I was angry at my parents, my, you know, birth parents for, for a long, long time. And they're either dead or gone or I'm never going to see them. Um, I've just, at this point, kind of had to accept that they were just people who made the decisions they thought were right. Didn't really know how that would affect me. Because the alternative is staying mad at someone you're never gonna get to really resolve things with. I don't know what I would do if I had the chance to actually talk to them. You're really brave. Thank you. And I I kind of you know, reach to, you know, yep. kind of put my arm on Adina's shoulder, like, as a comforting yeah. gesture. Okay. I, I guess I have some time to you know, climbing the mountain isn't you know it's no short journey so I definitely have some time to you know work through what I'm gonna say and my my life has been there's been a lot happening in the past several days. But I guess it'll be kind of a break for me. Allow me to think. We'll give you all the supplies we I can to make sure you get up there safe and sound, but make sure you get back safe, okay? Thank you. And... I'll do my best. Alright, next up. I'll do it. Alright. So, Cole. For a bit. You uh, ended up deciding that you wanted to meet with Oya, correct? Yes. E. Okay. So, am I to assume you did... Your, do the same thing you did last time, light up a bonfire in the middle of the tundra. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Your bonfire uh, lights up the dale, a beacon for miles around. But this time, instead of charging up to greet you, Oya instead just appears. One minute you are alone, the next they are standing there in their like full, regular Goliath form, uh, staring into the blaze. They bear a new weapon with them, an axe, with the handle and head each crafted from one immense bone. They do not speak. I was told you were looking for me. If 
You have the choice for a bit between doing something terrible that would hurt someone you cared about or risking instead countless deaths what would you do this feels like a very loaded question is there something you want to talk about there's something going on did i do something Oya pulls from her pack a small bundle wrapped in burlap. She unspools it, revealing the bodies of two kobolds, preserved by the frost accumulated around them. I found them before they passed. They told me how they were once servants of a great white dragon until they were cast from her favor told me how they walked the tundra with their small family for years before finding a place to settle they were too weak by the time I found them I could not save them yeah um, I might have had something to do with that. And they close their eyes and, and kind of let out a sigh about ten days ago. I found a boy, cold and afraid and alone. He told me of the worst day of his life. Me, the day his parents were killed, holes burned through them. He, I was able to save. I found his clan. He will live. I guess Burbitt's relieved to hear that, but doesn't like being reminded about it. And at this point, oh, sorry, speak. Oh no, I don't. I don't think he would. I think he's just kind of, yeah. And at this point, Oya waves their hand in front of this bonfire, and looking into it, you now see a scene projected on it. You see your own motionless body lying prone in the middle of a smooth, frozen lake. Oya stands over you, their face grim. They take their axe in one hand, lift it to the heavens, and then hesitate. The axe plunges and strikes the ice next to you, leaving a deep spider web of cracks. You begin to stir, and in a rush, Oya picks up their axe and retreats from view. I always believed that when the time came, I would be able to make the right choice, but I was wrong. I could not do it. Because I still see so much capacity for good in you, Furpit. So many 
lives that could be saved if you walk the right path. And yet there is still some. I saw the pillar of fire, and I know that soon your heat will burn so brightly, even I will be able to do nothing to stop you. I'm sorry, I my laptop shut for a second. I, I, the last thing I heard was, uh, at one point, your fire will burn so brightly. Um, I know that soon your uh, soon your fire will burn so brightly that even I will be able to do nothing to stop you. Look, I know that I'm not proud of what happened with the boy. I it was a mercenary job. I. I was being egged by this Janasi. I was in the end I tried to do what I thought was best. I I could have killed him and I didn't, but I don't know if that makes it better. I I'm trying to keep me and my friends safe and this place is terrible and I And uh with every kind of you know, excuse and explanation you give, their their face just kind of remains very stony. Furbit. Mm. Sorry. No, no, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what to say. Um I know you do what you think is right. But look she kind of gestures at these bodies. The world is not as black and white as you see, and with your power, you can create so much harm, so much needless suffering. If you continue to see the world as you do, there is no end. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I, I, I think Ferber would remember, but I don't. Could I could I ask about the um the name that that Dwergar told me about? Because I'm hearing Oya talk a lot about potential that I have and that strikes me the same way that uh Gleam for some reason that Dwergar is, knew about me. Yeah, Gleam Anth is is what it was. Okay. Do you... The day that I released that pillar, the day that you nearly ended my life, I guess, I met... I was attacked by Dwergar, who called me a name, Glyninth, that I don't recognize that he seemed to know who I was or had some reason to know me. Do you know what that means? Yes. Can you tell me? Right now, I do not know if I would be giving this information to a friend or a foe. For most 
I have ever met. I am able to discern their nature quite easily. I am rarely wrong. Frightens me. With all due respect, I'm in the same position, having just watched a vision of you nearly killing me while I was unconscious. I, I want to know more. I. How am I supposed to... How am I supposed to make my decisions with... With nothing. I know nothing. I don't... What benefit is withholding it from me? I don't want to be whatever that Dwergo wants me to be. You... are not the first of your kind that I have met. And I hesitate because when they have been in your position, when they have asked for the information and I have provided it, it changes them. All of the teaching I provided, it all is for nothing. It warps there. And every time I have had to make the hard choice, and every time I tell myself the next will be easier, but it never is. The same day that you spoke to Bryn and Tobinir, the, the same day that you, I met the Dwergar, there was a murder in our party. murder that we don't know, we'll never know the true reasoning behind the, the justification for the anything. And I know that I get carried away sometimes, but I worry if if you won't tell me what this is, then I'm going to find out myself. Roll a persuasion check for me. Rolling in dungeons? Wild. That's what. I do not think you are a bad person. Right now your intentions are pure. but I have made this mistake telling <sighs> telling my pupils before they are ready and I will not do that but how should I know when you think I'm ready the boy your friend is his kid Make your penance with him. Make your penance with the goblins of Karkaloth. You must see fellow denizens of the dead. Not I will know you are on the right path. Then... 
don't drive. I... I was thinking of going to Kokolak today, but... decided I should meet with you first. As for the boar, and... I think... I... I want... I want to tell him that I... I think there's a lot going on in our... in our group right now, and I don't... I don't know when... I don't... think this is the right time. The right time to... make right your past misdeeds. These are your closest allies, your friends. They will... Time is not on your side for a bit. As long as you are working in the daily, you will continue. Make your penance now, or I will be forced to act before you outpace what I can what I can put down. And I will start now. And uh I'm gonna just snuff out the fire and uh like look up and then just kind of try to start walking back towards towards town. And uh, as you turn over your shoulder, uh, Oya has vanished from view. Okay, who's up next? Think left. I'll go. Yep. (laughs) Let's get away from these moral quandaries. Woo! Yeah. Uh Help. (laughs) (laughs) So as a as a note. Uh, Cole, just so you know what to expect. Um, you literally couldn't physically get to Karkalok in a week, so that will have to be handled on a different session. Oh, just yeah, no, like... I know. I, okay, uh, cool. This is just, that was just me being done with the conversation just yep. for a bit, being like, yep, I'm gonna go. <laughs> that was a lot. Goodbye. Okay. So... Uh, let me change up the music. Oh, I did want to ask, did you did you get my DM about the spells to add to Fantasy Grounds? Ah, I need to do that. Yes, I did, and I I'm, will. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Just wanted to Not that they're going to get a terribly much use this time, but... So, uh, Ashley. Yes. Um, we are going to start off with a little, a little cheeky flashback. Ooh. So... Tell me, and we can come up with this together if you do not have it settled, tell me what your mentor is like. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's your typical scatterbrained academic, like super smart, but also like super all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, like pulling thoughts out of the air, seemingly randomly to those who can't follow his logic. Perfect. Um, what race is he? Uh, not a gnome. Not a gnome. Damn it. 
<laughs> not fucking stone. You can I was reaching. I was reaching for my uh, push to talk to say no, no. <laughs> um, let's make him a halfling. I like that. I I, cool. I like I like short short energy. Um, yeah. And let's go to everyone's favorite halfling, the halfling name generator. Ah. Uh. Hey, <laughs> what are y'all doing? Oh my god. R1 Cinderbrand. Perfect. R1. Oh, that's a good name. Dr. R1 Cinderbrand. Yes, so, um... Let me write that down before I never really forget it. <laughs> so, um, you two are in the uh, Artificery School of the Arcane Brotherhood, which is in the basement. It is very... It is the, the epitome of the, like underfunded academic department. Um, oh, I love that. This was also exactly how I pictured it. If this was Northeastern, it would be in Lake Hall. Um, like, the sixth floor of Lake Hall, where you need to take two different elevators to get there. Aren't there only five of, floors? That's what they want you to think. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the sixth floor is where we keep our football team. Um... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so he has has called you in, and his his shit is is scattered everywhere, as usual. And uh, as you as you kind of wander in, um, with his his back towards you, um, like half buried in papers, he says, uh, n "No, uh, we we do not need uh, any uh, any help. Thank you very much." Oh, oh, Ashley. My, my apologies. Hi. Uh, um, uh, and quickly he pushes a mountain of papers off of a chair so you can sit. So, uh, uh how, how is your, your research going? Uh, I realize I haven't checked in in three months. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell time down here without... Windows, you know. Um, yes, it is. Has it been uh, going well? <laughs> yeah, it it uh, uh, could could be going better. I'm st I'm still looking for uh, some some leads on those ruins I'm looking for. You know. Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm going to need you to put that down for an indeterminate amount of time because I have a different thing for you. Ah, uh, oh, all right. Begins throwing papers on. So, <laughs> uh, as you know, we are uh, uh, in, in, in a bit need of uh, funding uh, down here. So, uh, without meaning to miss words, I I, I may have uh, uh, sold you. That sounds wrong. Mm. Uh, I I have uh, volunteered your efforts in exchange for. More department funding. Uh, I have a whack look on my face. Um, yes. So, apparently, uh, a group of four students uh, elected to go uh, in search of uh, archaeological ruins uh, without consulting our department. Because uh, why would they? It's not as if we're the ones who are the experts in that. No, just send an illusionist. He can 
I don't know, make it look like there's a rock where there's not a rock, and that's very handy for finding things. Um, regardless, um, they headed up north to the Icewind Dale, which uh, is experiencing a bit of a... And he, he basically, he explains the, the rhyme. Um, right. So, a non-ideal uh, uh, circumstance for them to be in, and of course, they fell off the face of the earth. But, what they were looking for up there is, and he pulls out a large map of this, or not even a map, more so of a sketch, of this magnificent-looking floating city. Um, with a this enormous like orb-like crystal in its center. I've got stars in my eyes. Yeah, so this, as I'm sure you know, is a Netherese city. Floated in the air, uh, powered by massive magical devices. Fascinating. This, it's magnificent. Yes, this particular one is uh, known as Yithrin. Uh, and uh, it collapsed around with the, the rest of the, the Netherese Empire, uh, the, several thousand years ago, they broke magic. You know the the details of that. Uh, but apparently, some of the higher ups discovered that the last known location of this particular city was above the dale before it crashed. So they suspect that somewhere within the tundra is this city, or at least fragments, pieces of it. Who knows how much of it survived the crash? But untold amounts of archaeological ruins that due to the lower climate of the dale would have preserved it. Uh, now, they, 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 they saw the, the rhymes are positive uh, thinking that well, given that no one can get in or out, it was the optimal time to, to you know, go in and do some, some, some archaeological delving without uh, any other fingers in those particular pies, if you, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, right. Unfortunately for them, they, you know, did not consult our department and sent four relative novices in there, which I could say many words about, but I will not. And they've I'm all, sure you could. And they've all gone missing. They were supposed to, you know, go ah. out, take, take rudimentary measurements, come back, easy peasy. Um, so... They now, of course, come with their tails between their legs, going, Oh, our wizards are missing. Please help us, brave and noble artificery department. Which normally, of course, I would tell them to go stuff themselves, but A, I know this is your speciality, so I knew you would be interested, and B, they offered quite a lot of gold towards our department if I would get you to go up there. So I've already said yes, uh, so... Hopefully, I'd do anything for funding, but I'm not much a one for cold. Yes, I, I, I do understand that. Uh, but it... Each of these wizards was sent with a teleportation score. We, of course, do not have the funding to give you one, but all you have to do is locate at least one of them and get their score. Send them back. Uh, or... or, or Send them, send the two of you back, and then we will have enough funding to send you up there more resources, more, more, uh, personnel, and then it will be the artificery department who discovers this ancient lost city and not any of those other tosses. And you, 
Ashley will be at the forefront of it. You will, you will, you will be the one to discover untold amounts of ancient ruins, and I know that interests you. I hope it interests oh, you. It interests me very much. Okay. Um, and he he kind of scrambles, and I I, I of course didn't want to send you off completely alone. So, and he procures uh in a in a velvet lined box uh a revolver. This is uh, a rare treasure I, I discovered some ways ago. Unlike your other piece, it fires uh, metal rounds. It's, you know, very interesting. But uh, I figured it would be good for self-defense and also because I would love for you to have a, a, a piece of, of myself. Pick it up like it is the most precious object in the world. Now, uh, I will say, uh, and he kind of gives you a, a, a list of these four wizards, some of their uh, uh, descriptions. Uh, and uh -huh. I know you have uh, a, a smidge of, of personal history with some of these individuals, so I will stress that you only must find one of them with an intact teleportation scroll to satisfy our arrangement uh and right i i i oh do do be safe up there i <laughs> couldn't uh stand to have half our department uh turn up dead and uh we are are we uh are we sure that uh the the, the scrolls will work if no one can get it get out that sounds oh sounds uh magical right to our knowledge uh divination magic is the only thing that's that's obstructed the teleportation magic should work but if i do not hear from you in three months we will be uh i have uh promises from the hires up that we will be able to advance greater amounts of resources all right yeah i guess i better get uh, get back and and uh, then from there, we we cut to Ashley entering into the uh, Garrisel Groundsmith Memorial Library, where yes. she is going to do some research. You bet she is. So, um, I want a funky investigation check, if you wouldn't mind. Investigation. Investigation. That's an 18. That's an 18. So... From that, you get two locations. So let me, I'm going to jot these down on the map. All right, we'll jot them down on the map later. But um, so first, uh, to the far west, there is a group of stone thrones easily visible across the tundra. It is an area sacred to the uh, local frost giants. Though due to their low numbers and secretive nature, their specific significance is unknown. And uh, secondly, mm -hmm. uh, to the east of Karakonig, there is a spire constructed of a mysterious metal unknown to modern smiths. The spire has proved impenetrable both physically and magically. Though it is relatively close to civilization, few have ever seen it who are not already looking for it, suggesting some form of antipathetic magic shields it from perception. Yes, indeed. Okay, and last but not least, we are going to move over to Kareen. 
So, Kareen, you are setting up your soup kitchen. Yes. So, um, first off, uh, I do I do want to ask. This is kind of more in a general sense. I would imagine this would have happened before uh, session twenty one. Uh, that you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Kareen would have been the one to communicate to like the outside world about Chilpok's death. I imagine. Yes. Yes, she would. What would she have told people? She would have told people that he basically died a warrior's death in battle. That the culprit has been caught and is facing consequences. Um, do you get any more specific than that? No. Okay. Okay, so with that that settled, um, you put your efforts towards uh, setting up a soup kitchen uh, using the Cauldron of Plenty. Can you tell me where you are setting it up? Okay. Um, I'm not going to use the Cauldron of Plenty yet, but oh, I okay. would be setting it up in Karakonic. Karakonic. Okay. What are you... If you're not using the Cauldron of Plenty, what are you I, doing? Cause... I, I can cast um, uh, Create Food and Water three times a day. Gotcha. So you are just just doing it using your your magic, not um, not for the, the for, for, for the this little bit, yes, until I can guarantee further safety of it for the the downtime itself. Yeah, basically for the downtime. Gotcha. So, um, how do you how do you go about setting this up? I'm assuming you communicate with Trovis and Kalra and like. Do, you do it like official like and don't just like set up a booth and start throwing food at people <laughs> uh no so yes I would I would buy slash rent some building I mean I'm, I, I would imagine that they would be comfortable with you like just running it out of the town hall then, then yes, I could just or, run out or of the town probably hall. rather than one of the like the Northern Light or something like that. You know, it's not like the the inn particularly makes much money from food anyway. Um, so I doubt they would. And you are are no well known and liked enough in the town that um, that could go. And so yeah, you. Um, why don't you give me a quick uh, persuasion check? Gotcha. So the the townsfolk are a bit suspicious of this, um, you know, in in the way that many people are when people just offer free food, free anything, you know. Um, but gradually uh, they they warm up, and you you definitely feed a lot of people using your your magic over this week. And as you do. Um, one day you are, are serving food, and then in uh, one of the chairs at the Northern Light, you see Oz just kind of sitting there, um, twiddling uh, his thumbs. Uh, clearly a visual hallucination. No one else sees him. Um, and he says, So, what? It, what's your angle here? I need to... To at least make up for the, the little damage that I caused here. 
I mean, do you, though? Like, you were catching a, you know, pretty bad guy. Shit happens. Do you know how much, like, you could sell this? Further, I mean, with that, you could sell the cauldron. You know how much money you could make from that? Do you know how quickly I would be dead? Uh, I mean... If you let me sell it, go off that no. hitch. Why? You're just gonna let it <laughs> gather dust in a bag? No, no. This is, uh, merely a test run. You. Okay, so what? Make sure. You're gonna use the most valuable magic item probably in this whole damn place to feed a couple hundred people? Like... Why? Because it is... For lack of a better word, the right thing. Because you know what will happen if I sell this. It will go off, never to be seen by the general populace. Probably some gang somewhere. Would you rather that? Feed maybe ten people? I mean, I just don't get why that's our problem. We need gold. I'm sure you could do some good, build a church or something with that. You need gold. I need gold. What's the problem with you? <sighs> Religious types. You always think you know what's right and wrong. She sighs at this and kind of scavenges around for just like a little box of some sort mm -hmm. and and like writes down basically on a sheet of paper that's like any any donations are appreciated did you just did you just listen to me <laughs> oh man, I mean, I know you're in my head, technically, but I'm really getting into your head. <laughs> I mean, that is not a terrible idea. See? More money means more good things. Well, unless I get out and then... Us? If you gamble away all the money... Don't. <laughs> I mean, she I... can't even think of a good threat to that. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna spend it on booze, but that's a good idea, too. Get double the money for your... church. Or... Hey. Not that... Not that I like... super care. But... And not, uh, I, 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 and and not that I don't think that it's like it was some you know magic trick or whatever. But you, how did it feel to meet your god, or one of them, or whatever? 
it it was indescribable. Hmm. How can I describe this to you? Think if you were to go go on just a walk in the woods. And then all of a sudden you trip and you and you look down and you see the biggest pile of gold you have ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And then and imagine that pile of gold, it never ends. Mm-hmm. How, how would that make you feel? Pretty great, yeah. Okay. That is merely a fraction of what it was like to meet to meet my lady. Hmm. Interesting. You know, the weird thing is, and you've probably noticed this, when I'm in your head, I can, like, feel your feelings, which is super weird. It was a good feeling. As much as I hated it. I mean, how does that feel to you? I just single-handedly proved to you that the gods do exist. Like I said. Even if it... Like I said, <laughs> I don't think it proved anything. Uh, look around. Look at all the shit that magic can do. You don't think that they could put some illusion in a box that says it's your god? That also... gives you the power to fly? <laughs> Uh, yes, but uh, explain to me why they decided to use this on me, of all people. Well, you're pretty gullible, so if I was going to trick anyone, it would be you. I don't know. I had way more interesting questions to ask her. You know, the whole, why do you let people starve and shit like that, but... It is not her place for you to have asked. No, no, we've 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 gone over this. Apparently, not enough. (laughs) I'm not saying that I don't know your answer. I'd just love to hear what the hell she had to say. But I, I don't know. I always knew that they existed, you know? They gave people magic powers, obviously. I guess I just never figured they actually gave a shit, you know? Why wouldn't they? They painstakingly crafted this world. Listen, if they crafted this world, I've got a lot of notes. If we if we run into her again, you can you can you can give her. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna hold you to that. Uh, I don't know. As far as the gods go, yours are okay. 
Okay. On to the next one. Who wants to go next for round two? I'll do it. I think I went first. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to do the I same hope. order. I don't care if we do it in the same oh, order or not. Fun, I'll go ahead. Okay, cool. Alright. Oh, also, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. No, it was the fact I had my volume way down, which I didn't realize. I realized after you were done talking that, like, everyone was that quiet. Um. Okay, Kona, why, why don't you start off by giving me an athletics check? Also, Kareen, uh, you make four gold over the course of a few days. Uh, through your donation box. Progress. Okay, twelve. It's not. It's not your best fishing. You. You've certainly. You've certainly fished better. I think uh, not having company isn't spe- especially helpful. Uh, you make two gold uh, over over uh, the the week from your your catches. And uh, one day, uh, late in the week, uh, as you walk across the frozen surface of Mer Duldon, uh, about a half mile out from Bremen, you see the silhouette of a humanoid walking towards you. At first you think nothing of it as you've passed a many a fellow fisherman in your time here, but then your bow begins to glow. The humanoid comes into closer view and as he slams his war pick into the ice with a splintering crack, you recognize him as Graham Orchewer, the only survivor of your party's assault on Speaker Trovis's kidnappers. He looks unwell. His hair is matted and his clothes are torn. Uh, he just stands there, though, and makes no move to get closer to you. What do you do? Uh, back away. Slowly back away. Uh, he, you know, yanks his pick out of the ice and keeps pace with you, always keeping that kind of like 30, 30 foot distance between you and him, uh, but keeping pace. What do you want? I want for nothing. I need to avenge my family. All of my family who've died to that bow. It's just the bow. Please, I don't want to I don't want to do this. Do you know how much blood is on it. Thousands. You don't even know. I don't. It's just a bow to me. This was our home for generations. We were but humble village folk coexisting the best we could with the human nomads that lived here. Then your 
people moved in with an army, built a fortress. The humans ran and hid, but this was our home and we were not going to just let you have it. And for that, you slaughtered us. Hot, fought, slaughtered. And when we surrendered, that wasn't good enough for you. You forced us underground and burnt our homes, our history, all of it so completely that no one even knows that we lived here. And that bow was at the head of it all. I would rather die trying to stop you than let my friends and family die, die in vain. It, it's... So it's the bow you hate? Look, I... I didn't... You're, you're right. I didn't know about any of this until I got it. Until... Very recently, I. I'm sorry for what happened to you and your family. I. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Six. Sorry. You act like you are innocent, but you killed with that bow, just as your forefathers did. Don't act like you are innocent. Now at least do me the courtesy of fighting back. And he is going to sprint at you. Uh, weapon outstretched. Uh. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean. Okay, I draw my bow. Alright, um, I am not going to have you roll in this case, uh, mainly because it's not hard. You know, not that I imagine you've ever had to shoot someone who is sleep deprived and injured with a bow, but it's for someone of your skill it is not difficult. And it only takes a single arrow to fell him uh, before he reaches you. Oh yeah, and I probably wince and like, yo, I'm sorry. Before, um, shooting, but yes. Okay. Okay. We're, um, we're out on the ice? Yes. Okay. Can I, like, drag his body to the side? Like, to the shore? Yeah. At least? Yep. Or if there's a hole in the ice somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, if you want to throw his body Some in the lake, of... can, you can do that. Okay. <laughs> in, the, in the lake, then. Alright. You throw uh, the Dwergar in the lake, and his body quickly becomes waterlogged and sinks to the bottom. Probably realistically to be eaten by Alan. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Listen, it's already dead. Um. All right, who's up next? I can go next. I have my air conditioner on, so I am feeling the colds. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. 
Uh, I need you to start off making three uh, constitution saving throws, please. Oh boy. <laughs> mountain time. Yes, mountain time. Mountain mama, take me home. <laughs> I, in in my uh, downtime request, uh, like my downtime survey thing, I, I wrote, um, what do you want to do during downtime? Mountain mama, in parentheses, take me home, dragon cold. <laughs> Just for telling up for the rest of y'all's amusement. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, <laughs> everyone has funny. to. Everyone has to unmute to validate. <laughs> roll, roll for validation. I mean, and also, I uh, when you were doing Ashley's thing, as soon as I heard illusionist, I was like, "Fucking design!" Ah! <laughs> I, I, I it was also when when you said illusionist. It was also definitely a, 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 a fucking joke at Stone of Bro's expense. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Using the infinite power of magical illusions to make it look like there's a rock there. Who, who's I'm, the I'm aware. Wizard that went up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Icewindale. Who's like the fourth wizard that went to the Icewindale? Uh, there was Avarice. You have not. Avarice. You have not met her yet. Okay. So. Yeah, Valene was a necromancer. Dasan was an illusionist. Nas was a divination wizard. Do we know what what type of wizard Avarice was? An evoker. He was an evoker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Make thing go boom. Um. Yes. Yeah. Avarice, you have not encountered yet. All you basically know is from Nas's journal, where she was like Avarice scary. Um. Yeah. Yes. And I've. Uh, and uh, definitely, you know, on my journey to Karakonig, I uh, looked at the journal and kind of, you know, shed a couple tears. <laughs> um, okay, so you have one level of exhaustion, which if you make any ability checks for the rest of this, you're going to have disadvantage. Um, so uh, Atenas's, uh equipment definitely helps you out here um, as you ascend. right yes excellent um so tinas's equipment definitely helps but it is still a very arduous climb um after a, a, a full day of climbing you reach your prior high point the former campsite of the ill-fated tiefling asterisk but you are not done yet you cr- climb for maybe 10 minutes more Every muscle in your body aches, the cold winter air feels like fire in your lungs, but you keep climbing. Finally, through the storm and the fog, you reach the peak of Kelvin's Cairn. So, as you stand there, Therkin, above the storm clouds, you see an immense shadow circling the peak. As she spots you, she turns gracefully, her massive wings reducing her momentum as she approaches. Then she lands, taking up most of the peak, no more than 15 feet from you. She is so much bigger than you ever imagined, at least 30 feet long, her head nearly as big as your entire body. Your mother looks at you with her one good eye and says nothing. She just waits. 
Hello. <clears throat> Hello, my child. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I had, I'd honestly never thought I'd ever see you again. After, after those 14 long years. Why did you never come back? I... You know what I've been through? <laughs> the pain that man caused me. Why did you leave me with him? All this time... I... Thought... You are. Dan told me that you were searching for the wellspring of heart's transformation, and now I'm starting to doubt his story. Please just tell me. All parents tell their children's stories to cover up uncomfortable truths. Are you... I must know that you are prepared to hear your entire truth need to know. And as Isendrag begins to speak, the clouds below you bloom into color, becoming a projection of her words. You see Isendrag, beaten and battered, her scars fresh and red. This was my lowest day. The day I lost all I cared about. And as Isendrag flies, an arrow sinks into her side. She lets out a pained roar as an egg tumbles from her grasp, plummeting into the forest below. In my pain, I failed to notice my mistake. By the time I did, I was hundreds of miles away and the scene changes to one you recognize your childhood home you are a t young toddler with your dad just teaching you how to walk but unbeknownst to you or your father standing outside the window are three white kobolds standing on one another's shoulders peering in through a window Years passed before my minions tracked you down. And when they did, you were someone I no longer recognized. You were changed. You were that human's child as much as you ever were mine. 
in that moment, I felt such deep shame. Shame that I had lost you. Shame that I had let someone else raise my child. Shame that deep down I knew that he had done a better job than I ever could. And as you watch the first half dozen years of your life flash by, in each vision, those three kobolds are peering in through your window, watching you grow up. My indecision and shame consume me for years. Eventually, I could watch no longer. I recalled my minions and hold up to my lair, hold up in my lair, alone but for them. I knew you and all others were better off for me hiding away, waiting for time to claim me. It was like this until, until Oriel came along. She saw the power I commanded and gave me a purpose for which to use it. And eventually she gave me the greatest gift. The knowledge that you were here, the knowledge that you wielded great magical power as only the dragons do. The knowledge of how wrong and foolish I had been. She provided me with the missing piece of your story. The piece I could never see. And then you see Isendraug drop her egg again, but from the ground this time. Isendraug flies away, and the egg is picked up by a young human man, your father. Then the scene changes, and you see your childhood home, with the egg sitting on your father's favorite chair. Your father is arguing with another man, a bit older and rougher around the edges. For the last time, Stephen, we will not sell it. I do not care how much money we will get, this is someone's child. And for the last time, it is not a child. It is an animal, Daniel. But you know what? Fine. That's the last straw. If this is more important to you than eating, than building a life together, you can do it alone. I'm done. And then the scene changes again, and your father is alone, crying with the egg in his lap. Then it begins to crack, and slowly but surely, a baby white dragon emerges. Your father, now covered in egg albumin and in stunned silence, gathers the baby dragon in his arms, holding it awkwardly. Then the dragon looks up at him, gives a coo, and begins to glow. As you watch, the baby's shape changes from a dragon to a humanoid. The glow fades and your father lets out a laugh of amazement you know so well. And the baby Therkin laughs with him. And at this point, your mother is like actually crying. And she says, that man may have raised you as his own, but you are the daughter of Cryovane and Ice and Draug, no dragonborn, a true dragon. And I am so sorry I allowed my shame to separate us. But I have loved you since the day I laid you, and I do still. Therkin is just crying is in stunned shock and completely wordless and starts to cry. 
and your mother kind of offers her head for you to hug as best as as best as you can. Um, and and I I do. <laughs> Okay. And we will come back to that. <laughs> See, this is what happens when Gul'dab fails to blow up all the eggs. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 and to think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stonebro and Gul'dab wanted to make me oh, uh, not Nova, what was his name? Finn's pet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Imagine how your life would have been different. Oh my god. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> Who wants to follow that up? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 gonna go mute and scream for a yeah, second. Yeah, no, that's fine. You go scream, hon. I'll do it. Okay, and so, um, for a bit, you are walking across the tundra. Uh, kind of. I I can't imagine doing anything specific, correct? You're just kind of walking back to the towns? Yeah. So, uh, you are, are just walking alone. The, the conversation with Oya still weighing pretty heavily uh, on your mind. And then the silence is interrupted by a low growling voice in the back of your head. Fuck them. And flames begin to pour out from your fingertips, gathering into a humanoid shape in front of you. Unlike its typical muscular form, your wildfire spirit appears as almost a perfect fiery doppelganger of yourself. Unlike every other time it has appeared, it does so completely independent of you. You did not summon it. And unlike before, it appears as more than a mindless being. It emotes and uh, currently has a very cross expression on uh, its face. Fuck them. Um, I'm gonna like kind of take a step back and like I, I guess I can recognize that I didn't summon someone in but I'm gonna look back and say uh, Correct. How I'm sorry. How did you get here? I've always been here for a bit. Since the day you were born. I've just been... weak. A child without speech or sentience. You fed me and gave me power, and here I am. Forgive me if I'm overstepping, but 
that preachy Goliath does not know what, she, what they're talking about. How? How so? She says that the world is not black and white, but that's all she sees you as. Either good or bad. Doing what she wa- doing what they want or being someone they think they have the right to put down like a dog. They don't know you. They don't know what you've been through. The choices and sacrifices and hardship you've had to go through to get where you are. What you had to live through. They couldn't possibly understand. It does feel a little unfair, and they were going to kill me. Everyone will, eventually. You can't trust a damn person. Just yourself, and me, by extension. When I say I've been with you since your birth, I mean it. I've seen everything you've seen. I know everything you know. You haven't done a damn thing wrong. Did this happen... Why did you wait until now? Did... Is... I know that this probably... Arose from the... The pillar when I saw you leap towards me without telling me, not telling you. Like I said, I. have grown stronger as you have. And it wasn't until your life was in risk that I broke free. Uh, to a a certain extent, became sentient, in a way, one would typically think of a being. But I've always been here for you, Fervent. Where do you think you'd be if it wasn't for me? In some backwater swamp, or more likely dead? Man, uh, I don't think Fervent really has any... I guess... You... you want something from me? Are we... Are you not... me? Or how... I'm you in every way it matters. I only want... powerful. Because there are going to be people like Oya who threaten you who see you as someone to kill, and the only way, only way to protect against that is to become too powerful and kill them first. That's how we survive. Herbert's gonna kind of shake his head a little bit and just, just say, like... I don't really need this right now. And can he 
Can he try to, um, like, end the, like, end the projection, like, the way you would normally? Yes. Um, and, uh, as the, the wildfire spirit fades, I'm always here for a bit. Think on it. I'm you. So I'm only saying what you're already thinking. And it disappears. Okay, who's up next? Pick me, pick me. There you go. Entering into uh, the tent, you find it filled with the smell of pine burning in a nearby brazier. Lying in in a bed tended to by a fellow shaman is your grandfather. Age and disease have sapped the energetic man you once knew, leaving him little more than skin and bones, his breath coming in rasps. His eyes are clouded with cataracts, and yet he smiles that same warm smile as you come in, recognizing you instantly. Oh, my boy. (laughs) Been a long time. You have grown skinny, my boy. <laughs> There's not nearly as much gain in the veil as there used to be. And he kind of like puts a hand on your muscle and squeezes it. Ah, and soft, the south has sapped you. <laughs> I am glad you are here. Too. Good to see you. I wish you were in better health. We have moved far past that. Left this body behind already. If I have work left to do. What work is there left for you to do, Grandfather? Perhaps I can help you make the transition easy. This is why you are here. In my final days, the All Spirit has granted me visions of the truth. The truth, you said? What do you mean? And uh, he he kind of uh, gestures to the ground next to him. Sit, and I will tell you what I know before I leave and rest. And I sit. In our beginning, the All Spirit gave their ten children their essence. Each embodied one of the great animals of our land, and were expected to bicker as all siblings do, but work together in harmony. But as you know, the Forsaken was uninterested in this plan. He killed two of his siblings, taking their pieces of the All-Spirit 
for himself. Only through the combined efforts of the other seven was he defeated, imprisoned in the mighty ragged glacier. His rage heated the glacier, creating the Evermelt, our sacred, ever-flowing waterfall. And as long as there were strong tribes, and as long as there were beasts born to carry the spirits of the children of the All-Spirit, his prison would remain strong. But over the centuries, the tribes weakened. Slowly, one by one, they began to die off completely. And when their last member perished, the spirit... The the peace of the all-spirit they carried was unprotected, left adrift within the spirit world. The Forsaken's prison weakened. Then, Tobernir, your grandfather presses his thumb to your forehead, and you see one of the visions he spoke of. You look through Isar Cronenson's eyes, clearly some months ago, as he kneels and drinks from the Evermelt in a, on a routine pilgrimage. But then you hear a voice in your head, in Isar's head, growling, Come. You step forward through a waterfall down a long tunnel that every ragged man who knows the location of the Evermelt swears to not go inside. And at its end, you find a wall of black ice with countless cracks in it, behind which are two glowing yellow eyes. Then you leave the vision, and your grandfather continues to speak, his voice growing ever weaker. Isar works not with Mala the Beast Lord as he has lied to his followers. He allies with the Forsaken, who has promised him all the power his weak heart could desire in exchange for his freedom. And you fall into another vision, this time looking through Isar's eyes as he floats through a vast, starry expanse, clearly somewhere away from the material plane. An enormous glowing seal speeds towards you, smashing you backwards, but succumbs to its wounds as you plunge a knife deep within it. With the Forsaken's help, he traveled to the spirit plane, consuming the spirits of the three dead tribes. It was in this state that he began to seduce followers, that he killed our king. Another vision, this time in Isar's head in the middle of a pitched battle. The beastborn of the bear stands in front of him, bloodied and barely out on his feet. You tear out his throat, and as you do, glowing energy pours from the man into you. Once he kills every beast born and claims their pieces of the All-Spirit, he will free the Forsaken. He believes they will reign as equals, but he is wrong. The Forsaken will consume him and will continue what he began so long ago continuing his quest to slay the All-Spirit and claim their divinity. And you see one final vision looking through your eyes this time. On your left and right, you see the beast born of the Elk and the Tiger. You are in your full beast form as you achieved when fighting the wolves, but in total control. 
Across from the group of you is an all-encompassing darkness, but you feel no fear. You are a chosen beastborn, the most treasured son of the All-Spirit. And it is possible you may be the last. Thank you, Grandfather. Isar and the Forsaken must be stopped. I will find the other beastborn of the elk and the tiger. We will grow strong together and face Isar. Just like in the vision. Uh, and Norseldon places his hand on your heart and says, You are the best of us. Then his hand drops and the light fades from his eyes. Goodbye, grandfather. Okay, who's up next? I'll go. Okay, so Ashley, um, you also expressed interest in setting up a shop, correct? Yes. So, um, there, uh, after doing some, some investigation around the Ten Towns, uh, you determine that there are two pretty good places for that. Um, there right. is the Abandoned Inn in Lonelywood, and mm-hmm. the Abandoned Smithy in Tourmaline. Okay. Uh, I mean, the smithy seems more the vibe if I'm going to be like making things, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's very fair. Uh, yeah. Those are the two, those are the two vacant businesses that we have discussed. <laughs> so I'm not going to be building my own shop. Why would I do no, that? No, that would require a lot of effort. Um, yeah, so I will yeah. tell you the startup cost for the business is 300 gold to um oh dear to uh you know hire folks renovate i mean this place has been abandoned for i would say the better part of a decade right um but after that it'll start generating revenue yeah we'll have to introduce fantasy fantasy capitalism (laughs) my favorite kind of capitalism yes and speaking of fantasy capitalism you do have a landlord um oh so, as you are, oh, no. as you are, um, kind of standing in the middle of this this long abandoned smithy, you're gonna have to like put in new planks and you know an right, artificer's yeah. forge and the whole nine. Um, it's a bit of a fixer upper. It's a bit of a fixer upper. Um, Thank you. Yes, yep. that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, and uh, the door opens and a. Uh, very well-built, um, kind of grubby, uh, human woman, uh, enters, uh, in, in miners' overalls, uh, and she says, uh, you must be, uh, the person who was, uh, oh, person who was, uh, looking to rent, hmm? Uh, it just, Yes, hi, just, my, my name is Ashley. Just, and I, like, uh, stick my hand out to shake hands. Uh, just miss you. And, uh, she shakes it back. Uh, Mima, uh, actually owns the place, but, uh... Uh, 
she, she's had <laughs> better days. I, I, you know, and actively. I already hear that. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> listen, she's lived longer than she has any any right to, uh, with uh, how she's living her life. Uh, so, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, I, why are you here? Uh, not exactly the, the prime place to be setting up shop. Uh, well, I, I'm, I, building a, a, uh, a new place is not exactly my my speed. Uh, uh, no, I I I I understand that. Uh, more meaning in the Dale in general. Uh, we don't we we we're not exactly a uh, hub for commerce right now. I don't imagine you're just here to uh, make a quick buck. No, uh, I I came up with uh, some some goals of my own, and I. You know, vague gesture around. Looks like I'm going to be going to be uh, staying for a while. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Might as well, you know, do what I can. Uh, make sure I, I I keep keep up my my craft. Not that you're um. Not that you're really trying to deceive, but roll a deception check. Ooh. She kind of raises an eyebrow and shrugs. Honestly, it's no no skin off my back. Uh, one way or another. As long as you pay the rent and don't cause too much trouble. I've had, uh... No, no trouble. Yeah, we've had quite a few folks around, uh, stirring the pot a bit. So... And anyone I should be uh, concerned about? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, concerned isn't how I put it. And she she describes the party essentially, uh, including Chit, including Chilpak. They're not exactly uh, dangerous. I think they just uh, they keep things interesting. Interesting can be good. Oh, it's uh, <sighs> yeah. I suppose in, in these circumstances, it's not the worst thing. Uh, so I'll get the paperwork and I'll bring it by at some point. But uh, you know, there's only so many places for you to hide. So I'm sure I'll track you down again soon. Uh, and thanks for taking the place. It's, it's seen better days. I'll get it back looking right as rain. It'll uh, it'll be good to be good to have someone in here again. And uh, she gives you another handshake. Looking forward to uh, speaking to you more. As am I. Uh, and she walks out. I'm a landowner. Hooray! The slash a, a tenant. Wait, no, you're a tenant. You are by definition. 
All right, who's next? Wait, you said that was 300 gold? Yes, 300 gold. Cool. And we will discuss the more specific mechanics at a later time. Yes. I think that's Kareen again. Yeah, I think Kareen. It is, is me. It, you. Okay. So, um, so you spend the entire week running this soup kitchen. Um, and later in the week, uh, it is, it is a, kind of a, a lull in activity when a, a hooded, uh, figure comes into the Northern Light and quickly makes, uh, their way towards you. And as they lower the hood, uh, you recognize it as Sheriff Southwell, Sheriff of Bryn Shander. Uh, and he says, Kareen, I, uh, I had heard of the, the good work you were doing. Wanted to come contribute. And he, uh, he gives you five gold in the donation bucket. It doesn't take any food. Oh, well, um, thank you. <laughs> I... And he kind of looks around, seeing that no one else is, you know, queuing. I don't suppose I could, uh, bend your ear for a moment. How can they be of help? I... I am sure you have seen the... The posters, yes. Things are... not well. I'm sure beyond the norm for the last two years. I'm sure you have seen it. There is a tension around the towns. Looking for some form of release, and I fear what will happen when that occurs. Yes. It saddens me to see these spurious allegations destroy the image of someone I care about. But there's nothing we can do about that. Once they are out there, people will believe what they decide to believe. I, I assume I have been told that this, like, who told this, right? Like, it was our party? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh, God. You, you know it was there, Ken and Tobernier. Yeah, no, but I'm not going to call them out, but I'm going to be like... I think everyone else also knows it was Therkin and Togrenir. Like... Okay, so like he would know? Yes. You know I do not think that those two would make this up for fun. I did not say this, but deception abounds. I'm saying people can be lied to, manipulated. There are many who seek to gain from 
Speaker Shane from the Ten Towns falling apart. And regardless, I know you know. I know what? I know you know that if this division persists, then none of us will survive this winter. I know you know the importance of law and order and guidance. You come, ha- come with me. Come, come with me. Okay. Where are you going? And I'm going to like, like just, just somewhere more private. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the, the two of you walk out onto, onto the lake, onto, onto Lac Dinashir with the Aurora stretching overhead. Very picturesque. Have you heard of the events north of Lonelywood? I have heard reports of a patch of sky appearing, but none, no confirmations, though as you are saying this, I imagine that you and your allies had something to do with this. Maybe so, but yes, I, I can confirm that the patch of sky was there. When, when it happened, we were able to get a bird out. Who, to whom? Um, to a lots of different people, but basically was a cry for help. I I cannot thank you enough for this, Kareen. Hopefully someone will care enough for us to respond, but you and I both know that most in the world do not care about the Ten Towns, that we have only ever survived because we took care of ourselves. We have been trapped for two years and none have sent help there can always be hope I have hope but I need to deal in concrete realities I need to ask you beg of you find Speaker Siever of Cardinaval We must reform the council. We must be able to act as much of a political unit as we can. Call the bluff of those who claim they will not appear or respect our decisions. The alternative is anarchy, civil war, and then it is all over. Hold on, David is thinking. Okay. I can try my best, but I have heard much and interacted a little with some of those individuals. 
Sandat. And I do not think that they will be so easily swayed. We do not need them. If we have five members of the council, and they do not appear, then they forfeit their right to have a say in the process. There is an immense amount of gold and weapons that can only be accessed with the council's assent. Let them separate. They will find themselves outgunned, outspent. It is not my interest, but the alternative is to wait for them to do the same to us. Both Kareen and David do not know what to say anymore. When last we worked together, we were able to make the towns a better place. I know that this is the right decision, but I only ask for you. I will, I will go. I wish you the best of luck with your charitable work. The towns are lucky to have someone. And he leaves. <laughs> Why is it that after every scene the person screams? <laughs> ah, okay. So we've got three left. Uh, one each for Tobernir, for Therkin, and for Furpit. So of the three of you, who would like to go first? I will. Huzzah! Furpit, as you trudge across the tundra, you catch a glimpse of a camp in the distance. There are fires stark against the darkness. You keep your distance, but head closer and realize you recognize its denizens. Three large, bulky human men and one squat female dwarf. It is Torga Icefane and the McCready Triplets, that traveling caravan of merchants and thieves you encountered in a similar situation weeks ago. You are far enough away that there is no possibility that they have yet spotted you. What do you do? Uh... Can I... I'm gonna wild shape into, like... Like a, like a white ferret? Basically, that would go against the, mm-hmm. the camouflage against the snow. Maximum camouflage. Yeah. And then just get closer and see if I can hear what they're talking about. Yes, so the the tone of the conversation is very dejected. Um, you can see that all four of them look a lot worse for wear than the last time you, you encountered them. Um, with them bickering over what to do next, talking about the towns they've been banned from, which sounds like a good majority of them. Um, it's just generally a, a negative atmosphere. Uh, and due to your camouflage, they have not noticed you. Uh, I mean, fuck, they're not... Sorry, Cole is paralyzed by indecision. No, um, I understand. Um, is there anything else I can kind of glean from listening? Like, are, have they just, like, come back from, like... 
They're so a so like robbery or like are they like yeah, suffering so, so, and being out? Like what's happening? Basically, yes, they they they're kind of listing off the towns um, that they're banned from. Each one of them comes up with the reasons that they're banned, which is like robbery, assault. Like they have committed crimes in all of these towns and been barred from them. Um, you know, it, it, it is, it is very apparent just from listening to them that they are more a caravan of, of, uh, ne'er-do-wells masquerading as a merchant than the other way around, you know? Um, and as you're kind of sitting against, uh, the, the snow, kind of paralyzed with this indecision, uh, the, uh, spirit in the, the kind of back of your head says, You see, this is what I'm talking about. These people are going to hurt more people like you. You would have died if you hadn't gotten lucky. Now, Oya might tell you to forgive and forget, but... Aren't you doing the Dale a service? By putting everyone out of their misery. Uh, um, I'm gonna kind of like swat at my head. Um, or, like shake just to try to like clear it up. Um, uh, sorry, looking at spells. Um, can I? Shit, I should know this mechanically. Can I cast spells from Wild Shape? No, that's a uh, a higher level ability. Um, how far away from the mana? You tell me. I mean, it doesn't. It uh, you can be as close as you want to, basically. Okay. Yeah, I really don't. I guess I'm really just a ferret. Um. They, yeah, they are not paying attention to you at all. Ah, uh, uh, shit. Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> Fuck. Um, Furfoot is going to... Okay, actually, sorry, one more thing. Can I, can, can I get a look on, like, how they're doing? Are they kind of, like, ragged? Or are, they, are they, like... Yeah, I would say that they're pretty ragged. I mean, kind of on the, uh... You know, on, on that... The, the kind of front of them being banned from so many of the towns they just look like they've been sleeping out in the cold a lot okay I'm going to sorry spells um cast okay and like kind of if I can on like a swiftish motion um cast Um, enhanceability on myself. Um, put on my crown that I have that makes my eyes glow, and um, light up as much of my head as I can with um, control flame. I'm just gonna walk up, kind of. Sl I guess I'll break wild for walk up and say, um, "So what are you all doing out here?" So you're just trying. Uh, what what? Brand I'm making a. I'm, I'd like to make uh, an intimidation check. Um, 
What does enhance ability do? There's like five. Um, enhance ability for me, um, for one, I can uh, give myself an advantage, advantage on charisma checks for. Um, um, sorry, it's, it just says um. It lasts for a minute, I think. And it gives you advantage on charisma checks? It's an hour. An advantage of, yeah, on charisma checks. Okay. Yeah, so um, roll that intimidation check for me, please. All right, that didn't work. <laughs> um, just roll it again. One. Yeah. <laughs> it's very finicky. Why did that not land? Oh, I got an 18, too, and it didn't fucking land. Okay, we'll do it again. <laughs> it's okay, I trust you. Okay. Oh, I well, there you 18, go. So cool. <laughs> and do you have any bonus to that, or is that it? Nope, just flat. Gotcha. So, um, the, as you, as you kind of appear, fire, helm, very scary image, uh, the three, uh, brothers reach for their weapons, but all, like, kind of as one fall back, um, and uh, kind of hiding behind Torga, despite her being like three feet shorter than a lot of them, she says, "What? Who? Who the? What do you want?" I want what's best for you, and I'm, I'm going to um, use. Sorry, I need to cross out the spell slots I just used. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use um, hold person. Oh, it's a concentration spell. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. Um, fuck. I'll just uh, con- I'll produce flame again. So I'll have the the flame go from my head over into their fire and just make it a lot smaller and then bigger in like patterns, mm-hmm. just like repeatedly, just larger and smaller and larger and smaller. Um, and I'm going to say, um, how's this whole racketeering been working out for you? I... I... I don't see how it's any of your... your business. Extremely my business. Your... fucking goblin. It doesn't really matter who I am at this point. What matters is I've gotten a lot stronger since we last met and so have all of my all of my friends. I don't think it's in well, if I heard correctly, you're kind of running out of places to go. And we find ourselves all over the dale. I'd hate to have us run into each other and for you to give us a reason to really cut your actions. I'm giving you this chance. This is the third time I've seen you. Clearly something's aligned. I'd be very surprised if we never met again. I don't want to hear any stories of you doing what you did to me, what you did to 
It seems to be countless other people in these towns. Go home. Find something else to do. Find... You're clearly not very good at this. So what, it's... That or... You kill us, huh? Nah. Uh, if it were just me, maybe, but... Got a... Somebody in my... Prefers, uh... Prefers to go by the law, so... Death or... Perhaps the more painful legal route. All I'm saying is... Think for a second. Where you are right now. Sleeping in the cold. Or... Are you really better off here than you would be trying to... It doesn't need to be an honest living, but... Just... Try something else, right? Just... Give it a rest. Fine. You won't see us again. No, I think I will. Just make sure that it's... Not for the reason that it has been in the past. I'm gonna, um... Cast... Um, I prepared some fun spells for today. So this is cool. Oh, it's working out. Um, I'm gonna cast um, wind wall. Uh huh. Um, just in their direction and on their fire. Um, so essentially, they all make. Um, it's a 50 foot long, 15 feet high, foot thick. Um, so I can uh, cast it on them in the fire. Uh, and essentially, with a roll, it would blow them all back and do a... Uh, uh, I'd like to have it so it would just blow them all back, because the spell itself would do 3d8, but if I can make it non-lethal... Yeah, I, um, I, I'd, like I, to do that. I'd say that you... I'm not going to make a bunch of rolls. I'm going to say you yeah. just cast this wall, and the camp blows into pieces, the fire goes out, and a lot of them are knocked back. Um, some knocked unconscious, but your, you know, dramatic mo- show of force is, uh, is successful. I'm gonna say, go to the nearest town that hasn't cast you out. Make a new name for yourself. This may, this will not be the last time I see you, but maybe the last time I see you like this. And I'm going to wild shape. Uh, it's twice per day I can wild shape yep. again into a uh, white wolf. Just run off in the same direction I was going. Okay. Hell yeah. Very cool. Okay. So. Uh, I'm going to call Tobernir next. Alright, I'm ready. We will have uh, Alexandra go once more, and then we will be done. Okay, so. Tobernir, as you walk out of your grandfather's tent, uh, you hear quite a commotion that you are unable to, to kind of hear from within the tent. And 
as you're kind of walking out, you see at the edge of camp your brother. Uh, he has a uh, uh, kind of dejected look on his face. He's kind of looking at the ground, uh, trying not to meet anyone's eye. And over one of his uh, arms, he is carrying a whole ass dead body. I'm very shocked to kind of see him, um, but I sort of steal myself and walk forward um, in his direction. And as you, and if you sorry, his head, I'm ready to meet his gaze. Yeah, yeah. As you approach, he he does that and throws the body to the ground. Um, and from the like kind of matted and bloody and gross uh, nature, you recognize that this is one of the the Forsaken. Uh, and he says, You were careless. He saw you. I stopped him before he got to Esar, but I have no guarantee that he was the only one. You all need to move. And he turns around and walks into the forest. What do you do? Everyone, get your things. We have to go. I'm sorry. I put everyone in danger coming here. And your mother begins to to bark these orders uh, as as well, you know, kind of rousing. Uh, The the wolves can move very quickly when they need to. and she catches your arm. Go. Yes. Go to him. If he will listen to anyone, it would be you. I, I'll do it. I might not see you again for some time. Stay well. You and the rest of the clan. Ah, uh, and she pulls you into embrace. It will not be so long again this time, my son. I will find you. I promise. We'll see each other again. I promise. Um, and after I'm done embracing... Grizzlebin, I'll uh, turn around and start walking in uh, where Evelyn came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of just look at the clan behind me as I go. Uh, it takes a bit. Uh, Evelyn was, was moving kind of fast, but he is not the most graceful person, so he is very, very easy to track. Um, and after some time, you are about 30 feet away from him, uh, when the two of you reach a clearing, and he stops with his back to you. Evelyn, look at me. And he turns, uh, and meets your gaze, but very unsteadily. Haven't I done enough? 
you could join us. Come back with the clan. It's not too late for that. It's not about it being too late. This is what I want. I... I... I could never see you die. Or mom. But... Edelden, there is something you need to know. Say it. I rejoined... I rejoined our clan. Um, sort of gave away their position, of course, in doing so. Uh, thank you for the warning, but I came back because our grandfather was dying, and his last wish was to see me. He has had visions of the All Spirit of Isar and the truth. I can tell you the truth. If you are willing to hear it. And his his face looks very, very crestfallen upon hearing that his that his grandfather is dead. Um and say it. Isar did not gain his power through Mallard the Beast Lord. He did what none of us should and walked through the waterfall into our our glacier and communed with the Forsaken. He who Slayed two of his brethren to take pieces of the All Spirit for himself. That's a lie. No, our grandfather saw it. I saw it. He, he showed me his vision. He was an old man, deluded. But he was in touch with our traditions. And the All Spirit. Fuck the All Spirit. He was Spirit. our greatest elder. Those rules have kept us shackled for generations. Look where we are. It is only because we have not united together as the All Spirit wished. It is because the Forsaken slayed two of his brethren. When will you stop believing in children's stories, Tobernier? All of it is a delusion. Then explain Isar's abilities and my own. These are not children's tales. These are our lives. Do they just manifest out of thin I, air? No. I don't know. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. We either go Isar's way or we will die out as as all the other tri tribes have. We will either reign supreme or we will find ourselves ground under the boots of stronger people. We must become stronger. 
there's another way to gain strength. Another way that I have seen the last vision that our grandfather had that he shared with me was me side by side with the other beast born of the other tribes fighting Izar. We can unite all of the tribes just as the all spirit had intended centuries ago. Then we will be strong and prosper. There's another way. Roll a persuasion check. Come on. 16. All so easy for you to believe. You've been looked on with favor our entire lives. The beast born, the chosen, mother's favorite. Not true, Evelyn. It's not true. She loves you. But she's always loved you more. not true she loves you still she wants you to come back to see you like this it breaks her heart it breaks mine there's another way Evelyn you say I am the all spirits chosen and this is true I nearly died I fell down a chasm in one of the mines of Termalane. I thought I was done for. But I heard a voice. I can't, couldn't tell you what it sounded like. It's, it was simply a voice, and it said, the words, not today. And one of my friends um, that I had met in the South, uh, his falcon transformed into a great a great golden bird that lifted me from the chasm and saved me from death how do you explain that is that supposed to make me feel better it's supposed to tell you that to show you that There's another way, like I was saying. Yes, another way behind you. Following you. No. No, no, no. It's not what I mean. The children's tales I speak of are not of the existence of your powers, Torbunir. It's of the idea that the All-Spirit wants us all working together. It wants us to follow it follow you. Beastborn become kings, this is known. The rest of us just... It's a responsibility I didn't ask for, but one I shall ref- fulfill. It is my destiny. And I want you to be a part of it. I know you didn't ask for it. Tobin. Uh, Somehow that just makes it worse. I... I've chosen my path. 
I've done things. And if you knew, you would not speak to me with kind words. You've all done bad things in the name of survival. I don't blame you. This was not to survive. I wanted this. It's the only way I'll ever be free of your shadow. And I... If I turn away now, what was it all for? I... I think at this point, Tobinir is speechless. <laughs> I'm sorry, Evelyn. I know. I'll... delay Esau as long as I can. Thank you. And he leaves. Okay. And I think, oh, yeah, sorry, please. hoping you're cry, crying now. Yeah, <laughs> alone in the tundra. <laughs> okay, on to the last one. And to, to give the, um, the listeners more uh, context for you know, ice and dragon to cry within. They were the dragons we fought in our last campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, you like that. That 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 scene was definitely the the, the battle, right? Yes, the one hundred percent. And if you'll if you'll uh, recall, um, last session or no, during your your and Chillpox session. At the beginning, you had a vision of being dropped and like rolling. Yes, on a, a I was mountain. thinking that. Yeah, and then I couldn't. You and couldn't, then I couldn't move because you, you was because you was an egg. I was an egg. Yeah, yeah. It's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> and then Tarkin was an egg for the next fourteen years. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Good. Lord. So, as um, you and your mother are embracing uh, Therkin, uh, you feel that same characteristic uh, chill down your spine. She's here, isn't she? And, uh... <laughs> Someone doesn't like G minor. Woo! A minor! Um. And as you turn, you see Oriel. Um. And as you, you kind of take a step back, um, Isendraug moves her head, and, um, Oriel places a, a clawed hand upon, uh, upon it. Uh. And, uh, Isendrug says, Do not worry, my child. You have nothing to fear from her. So, I fulfilled my end of the bargain. 
I hope it has brought you some. It has. Oh. I'm here, I expected for a while, so I got nothing but time right now. And uh, Aurel kind of uh, walks to the edge of the peak and, and looks out, and the clouds part, and you can just see, stretching out for, for miles, the Icewind Dale. And she says, You know, your mother is my closest confidant in our project. And I would like to offer a chance to stay by her side. But do you mean? So far, you have worked for against me, whether implicitly or explicitly. But now you know your mother so I offer you the chance. I worked with the Ten Towns because these people are out freezing in the cold and are hurting them for seemingly no reason. Just because you cannot understand my reasons does not mean they do not exist, my girl. But if explaining them to you would ease your mind, then I will do so. I care about your mother deeply, and I want you. So I will. I have had always thought of the Icewind Dale as my second home. It is the only place on the material plane that can compare in beauty to my home in Pandemonium, during the winter months, at least. It is always where my faithful have flocked, always where my power was strongest. A place where, for half of your year, time itself seems to freeze. For is this not the perfect state of things? Fixed, pristine, everlasting. The beauty of ice and cold is how it slows things, how it can preserve anything for an eternity. Or so I believed. For thousands of years I worked to coat more of the plains in my eternal ice. Always to no end, always to be pushed back. What foolish endeavors they seem like now. After my most recent failure, I began to question who I was, my purpose, my raison d'etre. Even the gods wallow in self-doubt from time to time. And so I went to the one place I could go, out beyond the plains into the infinite expanse beyond them, where the laws of physics themselves fall apart. 
to the fountain of true knowledge. I touched it and at great personal sacrifice, I gained the knowledge that I was looking for. The end point of every project in preservation I would ever make. Do you know what I saw? Nothing. The end of all things is absolute nothing. Our universe is governed by two opposing forces. The planes of Mechanus and Limbo, absolute law and absolute chaos, eternal creation and eternal destruction. But eventually, inevitably, the gears of Mechanus will cease turning. And when that happens, slowly but surely, Limbo will consume every mortal, every god, every law that governs our universe. All will be obliterated. Entropy will be all that remains. No matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, I could not escape the fact that any act of preservation was futile. For a hundred years I drifted, cloaked in fatalism and misery, but after a century of thought, I had an idea. No simple act of continuity contained preservation would sustain this was true. Any area I froze would inevitably be eaten by Limbo's maw. But if I could freeze an area so deeply that it detached from the planiverse completely, a snow globe shielded from entropy itself, this could work. But to do this would require years of winter without meddling from the gods. It would require immense amounts of magical energy and it would require suffering and souls to fuel my spells. So for another hundred years I planned. I developed the rhyme. I discovered Shadolin. I gathered followers. And I met your mother. My missing piece. Soon our preparation will be complete. The weak will be weeded out, and those who will thrive in our frozen world will be heralded. We will rid ourselves of the shackles of our universe, of the inevitably, inevitability of destruction everlasting. We will be frozen, pristine, and perfect at last. I originally thought of you as a complication, a risk. And now I see, I know that you are exactly who will thrive in this new world. So I implore you, Therkin, join me, join your mother. Help us conclude our project. And Therkin is just like completely speechless. And... Trying to process it all. Mm -hmm. uh, the true final boss is the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. As someone who experiences existential dread over the heat death of the universe, you definitely uh, th th this you, you definitely made this plan to the right player character. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
Tension of eternal existence and I not tell this to the towns, right? Then I'm I'm sure they would would flock to your loyalty and you when I speak of the weak to be weeded out, when I speak of the suffering and souls to fuel my spells, they are who must go, a small sacrifice of mortals, for an eternity of survival. <laughs> yes, Alex. The I think you broke the Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> I see your moral choice and raise you an existential moral choice. <laughs> what good is existence without joy and change and earth? Good is, you know, surviving forever. That's going to be the kind of survival. And now Isendraug speaks up and says, This world, this world of change and warmth and... It has done nothing. And I know it has hurt you. When Aurel speaks of survival, it is not survival in the utilitarian sense, in the sense that normal mortals think of it. It is a survival on a existential scale. The survival of being. We can make this new world whatever we want, we creatures who can live in the cold. It can be a better world. And... Detailing what the thoughts going on in Therkin's head. Obviously, she's thinking about all of the party members who hurt her. And I 
and she thinks about us and Venus. Frankly, few people who are kind to her. She's just very torn up. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this was the goal. Uh, ha, ha, ha. And she thinks of what would not say right now. Oh, she's really torn up, and yeah. so is Alexandra. But alas for both her and you, you gotta do something. Uh, um, he says to Oriel. Hey. I'm going to need some time to think about this. I, in addition to the awfulness I've experienced, I've also experienced such good self-kindness. People barely know felt acceptance life. Felt love. And Oriel says This is not what it sounds like. You have already made your I cannot help you in this. And uh, while uh, Isendrug has a, a look of sorrow on her face, Oriel just looks resigned. Hoped. But regardless. And she places a clawed hand on Isendrug's head and the eye of the great dragon clouds. I made an agreement with your mother that I would not kill you. Instead, I will strike any memory of you from her. If you stay out of my way, you will survive the events to come. You will live to see the new world we create. Then I will restore her memory of you. If you do not, I make no guarantees of your survival. My project must succeed. I will have no further risks. Then a wall of snow and fog surrounds you. When it clears, you are at the foot of Kelvin's Cairn, and the aurora streaks overhead. <laughs> 